Hi, everyone. This is Mike with episode 62 of Getting Everyone Moving, brought to you by Palms to Pines Parasports. Today, I have two guests, Dave White and Jaime Gonzalez of the Blind Stokers Club operating out of San Diego. Hey, guys. Good morning, cool. Mike. Good morning, Mike. Hey. All right. So, Dave, can you, Dave or Jaime, it doesn't matter. Can you tell us what, what exactly do you all do in the Blind Stokers Club? So uh, I'll, I'll take that one. Uh, the, uh, the Blind Stokers Club is a place to, for, for strangers to meet up and to pair up uh, for blind cycling and other activities. That's our simple mission uh, that we started in uh, 2005 and have, have grown now to a sizable local bike club. And we also uh, perform uh, similar services uh, outreach around the country and even uh, some places around the world. Okay, Jaime, do you want to say anything about that too? Sure, sure. I'm, I'm a stoker. Basically, I'm one of the blind people that rides on the back of the tandem bike, we use tandem bikes. So what the club has allowed me to do is be able to cycle again. I used to cycle on my own, you know, ride to work, commute, whatever, and recreation. Um, when my eyes started to worsen I couldn't ride a bike anymore and so I found out about the blind stokers and they I mean he was my captain for a while um, in, you know piloting the tandem and making all the decisions to avoid obstacles and traffic and what have you and I was in the rear with the gear just pedaling you know so mm -hmm. it, it, it gave me back uh, the recreation that I used to have and uh, I made a lot of good friends there we all have you know so huh. how many people um participate you no know, during non-COVID times? So uh, when during COVID, uh, you know, we've had to uh, uh, limit our uh, group activities, but the nice thing about our club and especially our tandem, that is the captain in the front and the stoker in the back, our tandem team uh, pairings is that they already have a, a trusted relationship. And so many were able to uh, continue riding uh, during COVID and under a set of uh, best practices uh, that we established and, and published uh, for the club that was pretty common sense stuff, uh, plus limiting any group riding to uh, no more than six cyclists altogether. So, uh, Jaime, um, are you per participating in any other sports like goalball or is uh, cycling your main thing? Um, cycling is my main thing. Now, prior to losing my most of my sight, I used to scuba dive for about 10 years and play soccer with my company because, you know, you had companies that did kind of informal pickup games. But I think when the site went down, I sold my scuba equipment and because uh, it was not going to work. <laughs> And, uh, but um, cycling is the only thing that I do now, you know, as far as uh, fun, recreational, athletic activity. And the big thing about it is, is really the socialization. Um, yesterday, we did an informal ride, um, like Dave was talking about earlier, there was about six, five of us. And we did a 37 mile ride up the coast um, from Lucadia to Oceanside and then inland toward, on a bike path. And so um, I have a substitute captain, well, friend of mine, Bob Ostra, he, he was piloting the tandem that I was on. Another uh, tandem pair was uh, John Braganza and Joanne Frost, and then another friend of ours rode single. 
so we've been doing a lot of that and it's um well yeah cycling is my only thing right now you know so yeah so i could talk a little bit more about um our uh club's uh, uh, semi-hibernation i'll call it uh during covid <laughs> as jaime mentioned uh you know we can get together uh it's important to get together and we can get together in other ways. Of course, we've all become Zoomies. Um, and so uh, we did several things. We, one of our members hosts a biweekly spin and social, we call it. Uh, many of our members, especially our stokers, have home uh, training uh, spin equipment uh, where they can uh, exercise uh, without the resources of a captain or a tandem. And that works uh, anytime in, during COVID or not, of course, uh, that, that gives them that flexibility. So those uh, spin and socials, uh, we also held uh, other uh, monthly special uh, Zoom meetings um, in a series called uh, uh, Meet the Club. And Meet the Club gave us an opportunity to uh, go out and have, have uh, online meetings uh, with some of the other uh, clubs like ours that we've met and made uh, many friendships with over the years. And this gave us an opportunity to uh, revisit and re-strengthen uh, those. And, and actually that's how, that's how we got together with, uh, with Mike and uh, Palms to Pines Parasports was one of our uh, features, uh, meet the club uh, meetings. Um, so, the good thing now is we can look uh, to the time when we are going to be able to get back and we've established July 1st as the uh, restart of our group right. activities that will then allow us to, to all get together again. Dave, how, how old is the uh, line Stokers and why did you get involved? So it all started in uh, 2005 when a couple of cyclists at Pfizer decided to start a benefit event. And since they were cyclists, they started a benefit bike ride from Santa Barbara to San Diego. And I was fortunate to be invited into that when a brochure was, was handed out on the road when I was on a bike ride. A couple of weeks before that event in 2005, um, it was a perfect fit because I already had a background in uh, cycling with people with disabilities through a city program where I was a and took my tandem as a tandem captain and and paired up with uh, a variety of, uh, of of people that came out with disabilities for short rides uh, once a month. Um, from there, though, um, I could see. Uh, you know, we had the, the basis of, of starting a bike club because I already felt the, the joy of sharing a ride, um, which, is the, which is the draw for our, our singles and captains. So the teaser for our stokers is, how would you like to ride a bike or ride a bike again? Uh, yeah. Many who were able to, like Jaime, uh, before they had sight loss, Others have, have been maybe blind since birth uh, and never been able to ride a bike. The teaser for our, our singles who can also become captains or are already tandem captains is, how would you like to enable someone else 
to ride a bike. And that turns out is very powerful that both of those are very strong and it's what uh, keeps uh, our retention uh, at a very high rate. I mean, you, you've spoken a bit about, uh, you know, and this is true for any sport, there's the social, socialization. Um, can you talk more about that and why is that important for you? Well, I think socializing is important for everybody, um, and for me too. And, and I kind of found out how important it was during lockdown, right? <laughs> I live alone, yeah. so that's how it is. But you know, anytime I've participated in sports or like I said, when I was working with my company or whatever, it, it's always been a fun time with people. And I like that. It, it, I gravitate toward that. Um, so when we got together the first time I rode with Dave in a club event, it was actually a rollout ride. Okay. This was back in 2015. I believe it was the end of January. It was at a park. I want to say it was Kit Carson Park in Escondido. I'm not sure on that, but there was a whole, it was a picnic and it was really, all right. I like that. I like that atmosphere. But we also went on like a 15 mile ride. And then afterwards, I think the following week or two in February, Dave and I and a few of us participated in a tour to Palm Springs, which was a 55 mile ride. That's, that's in and your that backyard, was, Mike. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> It was great because there were thousands of riders. It wasn't just a BSC event. It was a, an entire event event, right? But before when I used to be able to see my brother, me and my sister-in-law and a friend went down to Mexico. And this is when I could ride on my own. Yeah. I did the tour, uh, that, I mean, that 50 mile uh, Rosary Dance and Auto Ride. I just enjoy that whole crowd aspect, the booths, the vendors, everything. <laughs> And now with, with the BSC, we, we've really uh, become, a lot of us really close friends. We look for each other outside clubs. You know, we just go, hey, how are you? You know, we yeah. get together. A lot of people will help each other um, with things. Um, it's just an important thing. I, I'm not really a loner type of guy. You know, I, I really like, uh, uh, just like yesterday, we had a great time. And then at the end, we stopped and ate lunch together and chatted for about an hour or more. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's just fun. I like it. <laughs> so yeah. it, it's, it's been really important, um, obviously, for you to be able to participate. I mean, as your site, I guess, has, has worsened. Um, can, can you say a bit more about that? I mean, why, obviously, I know, you know, why it's important. But personally, you know, why is it important that you have these opportunities? Oh, I'll tell you why. See, <laughs> okay, I started I started cycling because I was chubby, okay? My brother and my family was giving me grief. I was about 200 pounds. So I just decided I'm going to ride a bike to work. Yeah. And I dropped a lot of weight. I went down to 165, I think, and it was healthy weight loss, right? Yeah. And I really liked the, the, how I felt. I thought exercise is important, but I wasn't a gym kind of guy, right? Yeah. So, Anyways, when I started cycling, um, I started making different friends, you know, in the sport, uh, people at work, whatever, we would ride. It, it just became important to me. Now, when my eyesight failed, I stopped working. I felt isolated. You know, I didn't have the contact with my coworkers and friends. I didn't have a lot of uh, chances to get out and do things. Um, it was really a diminished scope of, of involvement, you know, and I, I didn't like it. Yeah. So when I was volunteering at the Braille Institute, again, trying to find some form of outlet, 
somebody mentioned the blind stokers and gave me Dave White's number. So I gave Dave White a call and I wasn't sure what to expect or if I'd even be able to ride a tandem. I, I was nervous. Yeah. Um, we did a test ride for about five miles around my neighborhood. And then following week, I think we did a 37 mile ride. And I said, okay, I can probably handle this, but I just need to be in better shape. And then we had the picnic thing and everything. And that's when I said, okay, this is grand. And I started talking with people and uh, making friends. I mean, I guess it's another outlet, just like in your job, you tend to make friends there or in school, you make friends there. It's just a natural extension for me. And the uh, bike club kind of offers one, the ability to work out or, or motivates me to work out. Matter of fact, I was, gonna, I was in the gym, yeah. like trying to prepare for an event that we were supposed to do last year in August, but it went, it fell through. Yeah, I just think that the bike club uh, puts me in a position or puts me in the direction where one, I want to work out. So I'm a better stoker. Two, I cycle and it's fun. Three, I make friends. All, all these are healthy things that without the blind stokers, I'd probably be sitting in front of the TV and I'd probably be 200 pounds again <laughs> and lonesome. You I, know, so. I can give you a, a, another metric, uh, Mike, that might be uh, yeah. of interest um, of our activity during COVID and, and this relates to how important it is to our members. So, you know, most of us found ways to stay active and, uh, and actually uh, I asked Jaime to set up a, uh, a way for people to report their activities uh, uh, during COVID uh, because we weren't getting together. So he set up a little online tool we call the BSC activity tool, but when I took the first survey uh, last fall and asked people just to simply give me a number of miles in uh, cycling and running or swimming, those are uh, three main sports. By the way, many of our members have enjoyed cycling so much and they branched into other things like uh, paratriathlon. And we have a lot of that going on as well, which of course is, is a guided sport. Uh, but when I added up the results from last October, uh, they came up to over, this is just for that month, over 10,000 miles uh, combined for our members. We, we, we maintain a local membership of about uh, around 140 or so, and not everybody replied. So this is just what I got back from, from that survey. Um, so, so that's how important it is. And of course, um, if you're not cited, or even if you are having a tandem partner uh, to share the sport with, it just uh, really uh, adds to the uh, adventure. And so much that we actually um, started a, uh, another element of the club called BSC Adventures. And Jaime mentioned uh, that we had one all set up for last, last September. And uh, to, to do a, a seven day uh, organized bike tour in Michigan called Shoreline West, something that I had done with my wife the year before and found it totally fabulous and totally suited to our club. It's a camping model with a delightful route all along the shores of Lake Michigan. We compounded the uh, project uh, by inviting other uh, blind cycling friends from around the country. We had a dozen or more of them we're going to join uh, 15 or so of us from San Diego and, and have a grand time. And of course, that was all uh, rained on by uh, COVID. 
uh, where that, that as many events were were canceled uh, uh, during the year, and we're looking forward now to uh, starting up our our activities, and we're going to do a BSC adventure um, of a much smaller scale, and, and it'll be a, uh, a a day trip to Catalina Island, where all of our members, anyone who wants to, can get on the ferry together and go over and have some fun with all the various types of activities on Catalina. So that'll be our next adventures. Ooh, I want to come too. <laughs> sure, you're invited. Yeah. Jaime, how, how does it feel, um, you know, when you're on a cycle? I mean, I know when I'm riding, you know, I'm always looking around, seeing what's going on, but how, how is the balance kind of different for you or is it? Um, wow, that's a good one. Um, that was my question to myself the first time I got on a tandem. Okay. <laughs> Great question. Every stoker and, and deals how, with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and having cycled before, you know, um, not only commuting to work, but I was, I went, I did the tour to Poway. I did the old pros tour. I did a lot of different ones, you know, and the, it, you know, first of all, when you're on the bike, it's almost like part of you, you know, when you move this way, that way you're looking around, but when you're on a tandem, it's a little different in that you got to be in sync to what your captain's doing. For example, when you're pedaling, I can't over pedal, but I can't under pedal. I have to be right on because sometimes the captain wants to slow down because he or she sees an obstacle, but if I start giving it gas, you know, that's not good, you know. <laughs> The other thing too is the captain can't do all the work. It's not. It's not supposed to be that way. It's a 50-50, you know. So the trick is in tandeming is just making getting the feel of the pedals and being able to communicate through the pedals of what what the attention of the captain is, and they're the ones that are seeing what's going on mostly. Uh, they're they're in control. So we just kind of have to. I'm in the in the engine room, so to speak. <laughs> Um, now, as far as sight goes, when I'm looking around, I do have sight in one eye a little bit. And I, I like to sight see too, especially along the beach. It was really nice yesterday. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, a lot of us, yeah, <laughs> a lot of us that do have eyesight or partial eyesight um, take advantage of sightseeing and looking around. And, and I try to take pictures on the fly, you know, when we're out there um we do this one ride through what they call stud loop rancho santa fe and that's a real fun ride it's 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 beautiful up there and i really like the, the flowers the uh the trees everything it's just really nice um the rides along the coast are great uh we did a um oh gosh brago springs ride in 2019 yeah. i want to say november yeah and that's beautiful country out there some of our stokers are totally blind and i kind of feel like wow they can't really appreciate how it's it is. But some of us that can see a little bit, I mean, we take it all in. Um, that, was a adventure, that was a BSC Adventures weekend, that three-day weekend that Jaime mentioned in uh, Borrego Springs. And it, it was really a treat because uh, it was so much more than just uh, getting together for a three-hour ride or something where we uh, overnighted uh, two nights at a nice place there in Borrego had uh, rides on Saturday and Sunday and uh, other things that, that you could share with either or share with other people uh, on your, on your leisure hours. And um, so that's, that's a, a great example of, of our 
adventures program and we'll be doing more things like that. Yeah, talk, Dave, talk more about the things that you're you know, planning on doing. Where you want to go to? Yeah, so um, our, our, our annual calendar uh, comes out each December as does our uh, membership uh, uh, also renews uh, each year on an annual basis from December or say from January through, through December. So that way um, we allow people to opt in or opt out of, of the program because it's an important uh, commitment. We want our members to be uh, engaged and involved. And for example, the, the first page of our roster uh, features our, uh, our tandem teams. And, and I just renewed it, uh, updated it recently here. And you know, we have over 55 stokers. And of course they, wow. uh, they drive our program. Uh, forgive me for the uh, analogy, but uh, their rear seat on the bike, but, but they drive the program. That's right. Uh, that's that's right. what we're, that's right. what we're all about. So, yeah. so that's, that's why we do that. And, and we're very fortunate for our year round, uh, cycling, uh, climate and capabilities and, and, uh, great routes here in San Diego. And we're also fortunate to have such a large group, uh, which allows us also to, make these uh, regular uh, pairings and teammates. And so one of the great joys that I have is my role as matchmaker. And we take in, uh, you know, new members uh, appear in our database, our member application database, any day, any time. I've been processing some recently. And they, of course, categorize themselves as a blind or visually impaired stoker, yeah. as an experienced tandem captain, yeah. as a single cyclist who wants to become a captain. That's yeah. another category. We call it captain in training. And um, but then I get to work and go out, first of all, and meet each stoker, take them on a check ride. That gives me enough information to try and, and make a good match in with the rest of our membership of uh, experienced tandem captains who are not currently matched. And so when I make those introductions, it's a time of great anticipation because um, more often than not, you know, a few months down the road, a year later, uh, we now are looking at a great uh, friendship that has developed yeah. uh, between those two which who were strangers uh, to start with and just uh, start a relationship around a bike. <clears throat> so um, it's kind of like a marriage, isn't it? A little bit. And, and, and I, I, you know, I've learned so much about uh, trying to make uh, good pairings. Uh, another thing I can forgive myself because if I don't make a good chemistry pairing at first, and you, you don't always know, you know, two people, are they going to click or not? But if they don't, we have, I have such a deep bench I can go to as a, and uh, we'll, we'll swap in somebody else and uh, until we get a good, a good pairing. So there's, of course, size has something to do with it, but there's so much more and more important uh, features around uh, trying to set up a uh, happy uh, tandem team. <laughs> oh. 
Can I jump in real quick? Please, Jaime. There's also, there's also, Dave has a lot of substitute captains that are like on standby. They can either join us on when we do our rides in single bikes because they don't have a stoker yet. Yeah. Or if a stoker needs somebody because their captain's out of town or on vacation or whatever, we let, I think Sue, right? Sue is a transportation. I, I don't know. Yeah. We, we just put it all, all out there. And what will happen is um, they'll, they'll say, oh, this person's available. And so even if you don't have a captain, most of the time, if you're diligent about it, a stoker can get a substitute. And uh, actually, the person I rode with yesterday is, is a substitute captain because he travels a lot. So so there's there's we do like Dave said have a deep bench we have uh, quite a, a lot of members I remember the old pre-COVID rides we get together on Scranton Road and Mira Mesa Boulevard and there's a parking lot I mean there's probably I don't know 40 bikes out there I mean it looks like a just a massive swarm right and uh, so we have a lot of members definitely um, it, it helps a lot too you know another uh, uh feature of a club from the beginning is, uh, and Timey just mentioned it briefly, but our, our Stoker carpool plan. So oh, yeah. uh, we don't give Stokers any reason not to make any ride. They all have an assigned carpool of a sighted either uh, captain or single cyclist who lives uh, nearby and, and they carpool together to and from all of our rides. Um, Something I do want to talk about a little bit more is our captain in training program, uh, because we often meet uh, our single cyclists or cyclists all over town, uh, get to know our club. They see us on the road. We're in the San Diego County Bicycle Coalition. Um, everybody's heard of the Blind Stokers Club, and many then uh, come our way one way or another or cross paths and say, you know, I've always thought about uh, riding a tandem. I've heard uh, from some of your members how much fun they have. Uh, can I do that? And the answer is very, very much yes, is that um, the prerequisite is to be a intermediate level single cyclist. And that just really means you've, you've been cycling for a few years, you know how to handle a bike, you've, you've ridden in uh, group riding situations and have uh, sufficient mileage underneath you. If you meet that prerequisite, we've got everything else for you. We have uh, a stable of donated tandems that are mostly out in this program, uh, but the, uh, the ones that aren't are in my garage and the invitation is to come over. We fit the uh, candidate on a uh, tandem. Uh, I give them a, a brief introduction and have them ride around the block uh, without Stoker. And then they're handed off to our captain and training trainer, Sue Stewart, who is a longtime Stoker and uh, takes on a one-on-one -on -one training program with the captain and training and the tandem. And she goes out on uh, as many or as few uh, road lessons as necessary until the um, the person becomes qualified and, and graduates from her program. And that's a big deal. We make a big deal out of it. And uh, then and they're um, eligible to be uh, assigned uh, a regular stoker. Those, those donated tandems is a tremendous resource that have just come to us. Um, again, by people knowing about us, knowing that they have 
a secondhand or unused tandem in their garage or they're mm. maybe g getting a new one and they f they find me and if it's a good enough quality tandem it comes into our program and we've had over 55 now in the last uh, number of years uh, come come to the club as a donation that's incredible i think jaime i don't know what happened to jaime he's gone um so it sounds like you're, you're really offering a great community service and that you're um, continuing to grow. Um, do, do you have any idea, are, are there a lot, I would think there are many more people out there who aren't participating at this point. That, that, are, that might be uh, candidates? That might be candidates that maybe don't know or just aren't, don't wanna try because maybe there's some fear. They have to have to have an interest, um, you know. Uh, what you mentioned is true because uh, people have steps to go through, and if they finally get to the step where they push the button or have someone help them fill out our very simple and short uh, member application. And by the way, there's no there's no fees involved. We make everything as as easy and inclusive as possible. Um, that's not that's not guaranteeing that they're, they're going to ever go on a ride in our club because uh, I've had people, you know, that go that far and then some uh, bail out. I have the conversation I make. The next thing is I make an introductory phone call. We talk yeah. and uh, sometimes that, that makes them realize, well, I guess, you know, maybe I'm really not ready, but if they're, if they're good from there, then, then we make the, uh, the introductory ride date. And, uh, and sometimes uh, that that goes one way or the other. So uh, it's not for everybody, um, but we're we're sure there for for those who want to give it a try. They don't have to have any cycling experience. We take people from uh, zero miles, mm -hmm. and we'll train them up separately until they're ready to come out to one of our club rides, which has an unofficial uh, minimum. Uh, duration of 25 miles or a wow. uh, couple or two and a half hours of sitting in the saddle. Yeah. And, and if someone says after that first ride, oh, oh, my butt's sore, I guess this isn't for me. I said, no, your butt's sore. That means you're a cyclist. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh, Jaime has rejoined us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm so impressed with, uh, you know everything that you're doing. Jaime, are you with us? There you yeah, are. Yeah, sorry. Hey, Eric. welcome. Yes, <laughs> no problem. So we're we're actually I'm glad you rejoined us, but we're getting towards the end of our interview. So okay. Jaime, can you uh, you know give us a few words, just anything you'd like to say to our uh, you know the people who might be listening? Um, yeah. Well, I would say this: uh, opportunities are there, but yeah. you have to look for them. Um, if I didn't approach the blind stokers by calling the number that uh, one of the uh, blind people at the Braille Institute gave me, I wouldn't have been part of the club. If I didn't show up for the rides and try to keep my body in shape once I realized I, I was involved, um, then I would have lost the opportunity. But the opportunities are there. So I would tell the listeners that if you really want to do something, especially nowadays, there's so, there are opportunities, even if you are disabled or, or have uh, other issues. So just take, take the chance, take, take the opportunity and just be diligent. You know, that's, that's it. That's what I would say. Yeah. 
And how about you, Dave? Yeah, well, uh, I, I mean, I had the right, uh, the right message there. Um, I just like to thank you, uh, Michael, for giving us this platform and for doing these podcasts. There's so much uh, great information that you've compiled already in a rather short period of time. I was looking at your uh, lineup there and you've had a lot of outstanding guests already and covering a lot of bases. So, uh, so well done to you and, and, and thanks for helping us uh, spread a little bit about the blind stokers club. Well, anybody, anybody can join anytime. Uh, you don't even have to be a cyclist. There's another category. You go to blindstokersclub.org and you push the join here button. And it's as simple as that. You can also find us on Facebook. We have the, we have the page title Blind Stokers Club. That's S-T-O-K-E-R-S. All right, Dave and Jaime, thanks again. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.